0: Good Monday morning, Loveland. I'm Mike Meldon, and this is your Loveland Weekly Podcast. Brought to you by Gina DeBell-Smith, EXP Realty, and Stone Pillar Farm. I think we can honestly say that COVID's changed all of us. The quarantine, the uncertainty of it all, you name it, we've all changed since COVID. Uh, some, of, some of the changes have been good. Some of the change is not so good, but I think a lot of people took the time during COVID, especially during quarantine, to look inward to try to reevaluate their life, their goals, to see if they liked where they were at, where they were headed, or if they wanted to change direction. And I think a lot of us did. I know I did. One such person I talked to recently was a Loveland citizen, Susan Mortigal. She moved to Loveland about 11 years ago from the East Coast. And she saw COVID as a turning point for herself also. She decided to focus more on her passion, art. And so she did. We're going to listen to her story. And as we do, feel free to check out her Facebook, Instagram, or her website, SusanBethStudio.com, or SusanBethStudio on the other social media formats. Though she does many commissions based on wines or court She is open to many different types of commissions. She is very talented in many different media. So feel free to reach out to her. Here is her story. Today is Monday, June tenth, twenty twenty
1: three.
0: Okay, today we have Susan Mortigal with us, and she's going to tell us a little about her, a little bit about her life and art. Uh, Susan, how did you get into art?
1: To be quite honest. Um... It's not so much a matter of getting into it. Um, a lot of artists will tell you, and not just visual artists, probably anyone creative in music, theater, writing, whatever, um, that is just always a part of me, like having brown hair, brown eyes, being right-handed. Um, it's the kind of thing where I just don't remember, not every creating. I see pictures of myself when I was, I don't know, maybe about three, and um, I had gotten a little bit chalkboard for Christmas it had a little seat on it and uh, there's a picture of me just drawing away on there so it's something that's always been in my living memory and I can't I hate you I'm after going through um grad school I hate to say double double negative but I cannot not do it I can't not create so um I
0: I think that's that's true with a lot of. I I think if I asked a lot of artists that it's a part of you right I mean it's just um I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a half artist and half not, but it's always been with me that that uh, wanting to create just feeling that inside. Right.
1: Exactly right. And I think, to be honest with you, I've done some teaching and uh, a little more informally, I'll get into that a little more later. But I truly believe that creativity in some form is in every single one of us. Some people like to cook. Some people like to You know, just dance around the kitchen while they're cooking. Um, People are creative in in many, many ways into different degrees. Um, You know, some people like to decorate, make models. It goes on and on. Um, There's no limit or end to the possibilities of creativity. Some people are a little more in touch with it. Some people are nervous about it um, or just not interested in it. But I truly believe that everyone's got it uh, to some degree.
0: I think that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. I like that too.
1: So the other thing um, about my art is, even though I've been doing it my whole life, I have not always had it. uh, It hasn't always been a a, quote career, but I have lots and lots of interests. uh, But I've always also had um, a helper personality, always wanted to help people and be, you know, make contributions to society and to the world. And after doing a little bit of illustration uh, part-time, I was a stay-at-home mom for 16 years. I have two wonderful sons who are grown and living in other states. But when I, when the kids were older and I had more free time, I would volunteer. Uh, One of my best volunteer jobs, one of my favorites was uh, with our old Beagle Cosmo when we were pet therapy volunteers and i absolutely love that so that's how i got my social and my my helper stuff fulfilled and then i would work on my illustration oh nice um, on the side and do i did i did a couple of books and oh, did wow. a lot of volunteer projects i did murals for the school and all kinds of different things but it was separated so one day i sat down with my husband and i said hey i would really love to combine these things Into a career. So, my love of helping people and being an artist. So, I decided, well, how about let's be an art therapist, which of course I had to go back to school for. And just the timing of it didn't work out exactly the way I wanted to. Uh, We were living in Connecticut at the time and there was a great art therapy program, but we were moving to Cincinnati. You know, this was looking into this 12, 13 years ago. And um, there was, no program close by here at that time. I think DAP at UC, they offer a certification in art therapy right now, but at that time there was nothing less than three hours away and I didn't want to do distance. So I sought out advice as to what to do, how I could combine my two passions and other art therapists said, well, if you really want to help people, but you don't have a program, be a social worker. And then you can add art into it, some way, somewhere down the road, right? Like, okay, well, let's try that. So, um, so I went a long, long story, but after. No, but I
0: love, I love the part that you, you, I just think it's neat that you, you felt, you knew who you are in that mm -hmm. you were a helper person. You wanted to give back and you wanted art and you were trying to find a way to kind of mash the two together. I think that's really cool.
1: Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I tried uh, really hard and um, it took a while, but I was successful. So took some prereqs uh, back in Connecticut um, because you know I had a BFA, Bachelor of Fine Arts, and uh, it was it's wonderful knowledge, but you know it's very it's good information for cocktail parties, and, right? And look at. <laughs> uh, but I did get ready for going back to um, grad school and took more prereqs when we moved out here to Cincinnati and finally uh, got accepted into the msw master social work program at uc and did that full time for 2 years and oh i had a couple of jobs short lived jobs as a social worker but my main job was at easter seals which is a, a phenomenal organization serving all kinds of individuals with uh, developmental disabilities from birth to death uh, veterans huge veterans program it's a really great place and i was a case manager for three years, uh, got my street cred and really enjoy that a lot. Uh, But always in the back of my mind, how can I, how can I get art into this and found out about the uh, opening minds to art program again, through volunteering, which is a wonderful program founded by uh, Dr. Elizabeth Loken at Miami University, empowering people with uh, originally dementia, but it's also good. It's good for anyone working with abstract versus representational art, which, just means it looks like something right you're trying to make it look like something and it's 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 extremely freeing and empowering to people anyone who has you know really not that much control over their lives all the decisions are made for them and for an hour you can go do this wonderful art program and with guidance from volunteers and uh, me as a facilitator leading it just create and have fun and and make decisions and it's just phenomenal because, you know, even decisions like, oh, do you want red paint or blue paint? I mean, even things like that were difficult for some people. Right. Naming a piece was really a challenge. Um, and then by the end of the program, it was, um, I think each session we ran was about six weeks. They were almost like new people. It was, it was very, very rewarding. So I was able to do that for two years. So That's I did. Really cool. I did my goal. And I also um, taught uh, in the field at the agency, uh, art, DAP, um, and social work students as well. So I was a field instructor. So I was able to, that was, that was a really, really amazing uh, time in my life where I was able to put together all the things that I loved. And um, we uh, eventually, it ran its course, it ran out of funding, and, and then COVID hit. So this early spring of 2020 was the last time we, we ran that program, but oh, wow. it was kind of sad, but it was time to move on. And at that point um, it was um, that's when I thought, okay, I really need to, I, I had a great run. I loved what I did, but I really need to get back and try to do art full time. So I've been trying to do this for, Working at it for three years.
0: So once you decided to get started in your new business, and this was going to be your new pathway, how did that get, how did that go? How did you get started on this, your art business itself?
1: Yeah, that started very, very slowly. I was doing traditional illustration techniques that I was very comfortable with. I I can use a lot of different traditional materials, paint, pencil, graphite, um, charcoal, acrylic, watercolor, all that. Um, but I l- absolutely fell in love with colored pencil and to give colored pencil a rich uh, base, I u- I would use a marker. And you can use that as a fine art technique. I just was never really into a fine art. It was more graphic design and illustration. I also love typography, um, like logo design. Right. Um, when I was doing cars a year or so ago, I was car illustrating. Um, I would always make it like a like a logo almost. Um, so my love of typography uh, played into that. But I used, um, the, like I said, the marker and color pencil, some pen and ink, and did a lot of pattern work. I got I did a lot of steampunk-inspired designs with animals. Um, yeah, so I reinvented myself a few times um, doing this pen and ink and color pencil work. And I had a uh, an art teacher one time that said, talent isn't rare, but persistence is. I think Thomas wow. Edison had a... Similar outlook, and that is so true. There are just millions of talented people, wonderful artists out there, and we're all trying to do the same thing.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Extremely competitive, and um, you know, half my job is marketing. That's you know, right. Partially why I'm here today.
0: So it just wasn't you've very- gone through a, quite a bit of transitions in just the two years that you've been doing, yeah. This. And that's Texas not the last degree. one.
1: I found myself to be very versatile. I have all the basic raw skills a visual artist needs, composition, color, uh, you know, design, which is part of composition and um, uh, I've never short of ideas. I'm very, very fortunate. I've never had that artist or writer's block. I get challenges while doing the pieces, but I never seem to be short of ideas, which I'm grateful for the only drawback um, of reinventing myself so many times, is sort of like starting from scratch from a business point of view. Sure. And of course us artists, I can't speak for everyone, but the majority of us are not the best business people. We're just <laughs> extremely right-brained.
0: All right. So now you're into upcycling. What is upcycling exactly?
1: Upcycling is your traditional, the old saying, making or converting trash into treasure so what an artist does with upcycling and and you can do it with anything there's so many of course you know the metal sculptures you see i'm sure you've seen you know yard uh, lawn ornaments and yard art that that's a very visual uh uh, a very common example i think a lot of people can uh, relate to um you know going through junkyards and collecting scrap metal i did a little bit of welding too uh, that, uh, you know, just that interests me, but um, that just wasn't the direction I wanted to go to. But it is fascinating to make this art. Um, I started out on um, foam board. Now I'm trying canvas and experimenting with p- painting the canvas before I put the corks on. Um, but I just use old, really well sharpened <laughs> steak knives and huh. file, metal files and emery boards to file down Cut corks and it is like super, super primitive (laughs) for tools. It's pretty cool. It's it's pretty hilarious what I I can make in my hot glue gun. So um, I started out with the corks because there are just so many of them. Mm -hmm. I must have thousands of them now. And it's a challenge for me to create depth with such a limited color palette. Sure. So if you look at the range of hues in corks, they go from white to like a dark tan or a light brown and that's it and um and then i use but i do use the sides of them which are stained by the wine and that ranges from you know barely pink to a very deep red that's almost black so um and i have stained them as well with some wood stain and with actual wine so that was really cool to experiment (laughs) with and then like i said now i'm experimenting with painted backgrounds um and putting the corks on that, I got really nice feedback from that new technique. And I'm just always experimenting, learning how to use uh, the medium. And I'm also going to venture into uh, bottle caps. I'm collecting those. My friends are they give me wine corks and now bottle caps all the time. It's really <laughs> funny. Uh, but it's amazing what you can do with with these simple, simple materials.
0: Looking ahead in Loveland, on July 11th from 9am to 3.30pm, the TriHealth Mobile Mammography Van will be coming to historic downtown Loveland. Appointments are available. And on July 16th from 6pm to 8pm, the City of Loveland presents the 2023 Concert in the Park series. This concert will be the School of Rock Mason. All concerts are free and open to the public. It will be held at Nisbet Park from 6 to 8 p.m., and you can enjoy the Dora District and order food from a local restaurant. Enjoy. We have something truly special here in Loveland. Thank you for listening, and have a great week.